Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Sonic. I wore running shoes. That's my new scotch. Scotch, scotch. I wore running shoes. Depending on where you're listening, I wore tennis shoes. I wore sneakers. Does anyone really call them sneakers? Hmm. No, I'd feel weird. Like if you were with someone like, I need to go buy a new pair of sneakers. I'd be like, what? What country do you live in? It's one of those things. It's like if I was with someone and they called it a sofa, I'd be like, you're an idiot. What if they called it a Chesterfield? I would... It's a couch. It is, yeah. It's a yeah. couch. Chesterfield's the same thing. It's not soda, it's not sofa, and it's not sneakers. Are we podcasting? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, hi. <laughs> Didn't see you there. I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. This is Top Ranking Podcast, episode 28. 28. Woo! Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. So Easter's just around the corner. Mm-hmm. So festive. Maybe it's Easter right now and you're listening. Easter, to me, it's confusing because people will go, hey, man, happy Easter. And you think about Easter and it's like, eh, Easter was kind of based on a bad time. Yeah, I don't think the origins of Easter are the jolliest of times. No, so it just seems weird to me. Well, it seems weird to call it Good Friday, too. Like, think, I mean, even if you aren't of that belief, just think about what this is based on and you called it Good Friday? Because if I, I did not go to church growing up or as an adult, mm. but I'm pretty sure Good Friday is when he went uh, yes. went for a long nap. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then Easter Sunday was when he came back to life again. Right. So, I mean, Easter, it's of all the days associated with the Easter weekend, it's the good one, not the good Friday, which is very confusing. And then what is Easter Monday? Yeah, what's that all about? Because I feel like it should be a four-day weekend, but it's not. Yeah. You get the Friday off, but some people work on Monday, some don't, and I just get so confused. Yeah. I don't know. I think that Easter Monday was created by somebody who just really hated their job. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I could use another one. And they're like, okay, good. Good. Let's do it. So speaking of Easter, I read this thing, and it was from a website, and they put together the top 10 list of worst Easter treats. Okay, so these are the, the bad ones. Did you even know? Like, are there even 10 Treats associated just with Easter? I couldn't name 10. Like, I could name the few. Peeps. Peeps was on the list. Peeps, the Cadbury mini eggs. That did not make the list. No, because that's the best thing that ever happened. But you know what was number one according to their list is the Cadbury Easter cream egg, which it might be a little too sweet for some people, but it's hardly a bummy Easter treat. No, I've never bought one myself, but if someone handed it to me, I'd eat it. You know what else is in there? Chocolate Easter bunny. Like the solid, why would you even put that, what, people don't want a solid chocolate Easter bunny for Easter? Yeah, why would anyone hate that? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just sort of like the, it's that thing where you, if you're putting together a top 10 list of some kind, you got to put something weird in there. Otherwise, people like you and me don't talk about your list. You got to, you know, when you're putting it together, the best 10 songs of all time are Stairway to Heaven, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Rebecca Black Friday. 
you know, because that's the one people, what? That's a terrible song. No, it'd be like ranking the worst Christmas treats and putting shortbread on there. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't do that. That's what the whole season is based upon. Yeah. I don't know much about religion, but I'm sure it's based upon the chocolate bunny. Speaking of things that people eat, I've got an idea for a segment for the show here. Oh, okay. Called, Do You Eat It? (laughs) We should make this a regular feature. Speaking of Easter, the um, hard-boiled painted Easter eggs. Are you supposed to eat those? Like once you paint them? Yeah. Once they're like purple and they got crayon on them and stuff. Well, I, I never have, but I, I guess you think about it and cracking the It's not purple on the inside. You just painted the outside of the sh- yeah. of the shell, so it should I mean, be fine. It's been sitting there in that decorative plate on the coffee table for five days. The hard-boiled eggs should be okay unrefrigerated. I mean, I've been on hard times before, and maybe you're in a situation where you open the fridge door, there's nothing there, and you look and... There's a few green and purple eggs on the table. Mm. Maybe you dive into those. Okay, going a little bit further into do you eat it? The fat off of a steak. Mm. That's a tough one because any connoisseur will tell you that the uh, fat is where the steak gets the flavor. Okay. So I think... Would you eat that in front of a date? Like if you went out (laughs) with your best girl, say this is early in your relationship... And you go somewhere and you get a great big steak, but there's a chunk of fat on it. Would you just push that to the outskirts of your plate or would you eat that in front of her? I probably would not eat it. No? No. But if you were alone? Maybe. I mean, there are like, I don't know. I I haven't done the math on it. If there's just a little bit of fat on it, I'll eat it. If it's like half meat, half fat on your fork, uh, the ratio is off. What about ham fat? No, I won't eat ham fat. Really? No. Isn't that bacon? You would think, yeah, maybe I need to realign my thinking on this. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Um, There are people that eat banana peels. There are people that eat orange peels. I used to work with a guy who ate all of his peels, and he ate the apple core. That was going to say, that's the one I never got, is people who eat the entire core of the apple. Those people are freaks. You know that doesn't break down when it passes through you. and Yeah, it's okay to throw away an apple core. I don't want to waste a single bite. If you had to, though, would you rather eat a banana peel or an apple core? Ooh, God. Probably the core. Yeah. It seems like the banana peel to me I treat as plastic. Like, oh, no, you don't want to eat that. I I thought you'd get sick off that. It's the packaging. Yeah, you're right. This guy I used to work with, though, years ago, he was a news guy. And he would sit there at his computer and we'd watch him through the glass from the studio and be like, oh, here he goes. Oh, my God, he's going to. Oh, my God. And we would watch from the other side. And he'd finish the banana, and then he'd just start tearing the banana peel in his teeth. So he would still peel the banana like a normal person. Yeah, he'd eat it like a monkey might eat a banana. Then eat the banana like a normal person. Mm -hmm. But then when he's left with the peel, he's like, oh, I'm only halfway home. Yeah. (laughs) He's rounding second, going to third, starts eating the peel. I don't get that. I would think it was a joke. Okay, this should be a regular feature. Do you eat it? Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Top Ranking Podcast. Garner, I don't know if you know this, but here where we live, we just went through what was an exhausting election. I'm drunk with election fever. The provincial election. (sighs) It was mean. It was mean. It was exhausting. It was only four weeks long, but it felt like nine years. Is divisive the word? Yeah, that's Why does that never sound right when it comes out of my mouth? Divisive. There are two camps. 
you were either in this one or that one. Wow. It's like I'm watching CNN political analysis yeah. when you say divisive. Divisive. Yeah. It was brutal. And I was watching the results come in the other day. And <laughs> you know what's weird is- When did we get so grown up? <sighs> one, it's one of those things where I'm like, I should probably watch this. I watched it too. I get You get 10 minutes in and you're like, why am I watching this? Yeah. The Simpsons are on. Why am I watching this? I think you and I both stuck around for the same reason, though. Because once the results started pouring in, you got to you got to catch a you got to catch a glimpse of some of the candidates in other parts of the province that you weren't familiar with, and you're like, "How's that? How did that guy get nominated? How did that guy became become a candidate for a provincial election? How does it work?" I used to think when I was younger that if you ran in an election whether it was municipal, provincial, or federal, that it meant you had it together. Clearly not the case. Yeah, I thought it meant you were well-educated, you were well-spoken, you were deserving of public office. Mm -hmm. And now I look at some of the people who ran in this campaign, and I'm just (laughs) dumbfounded. Uh, The the number of people when they were doing the coverage on TV where they had their name but they had no picture for them, and it was just that weird ghosted silhouette with a question mark where their face should be. Like, you can't just walk up and be like, I would like to run for the NDP, please. No, you have to submit paperwork and do all this stuff. They vet you. Yeah. And so when you see people running for certain parties and they don't even have a picture submitted, (laughs) what? Uh, I can't take you seriously for some reason. It's like like you were saying then, oh, here's a picture of me, but I'm wearing a raincoat. There was a guy wearing a raincoat in a picture. There was another guy who looked like he just walked out of Walmart. Yeah. And he just had, like, a green hoodie on. So they took a picture of him in his hoodie. It's like, put on a suit. Like, we are not political experts. What? By any stretch. But I feel like I can open a firm mm-hmm. of consul- of being a consultation guy. Consultation guy. <laughs> Bryce Kelly, consultation guy for politicking. You can see how well versed I am in politics. Yeah. Being a consultant for a political candidate and just giving the most basic things. Submit a photo. Look normal in And your not photo. a photo of you sitting in a lawn chair by a fire. Yes. <laughs> Maybe one where you've had a shower and recently brushed your hair. Maybe use that as a photo. Uh, I like the one guy in your neighborhood that you... So we oh. can talk about this, right? Sure. Okay. I didn't have this guy in my neighborhood, the riding where I live, but one of your candidates was running for a communist party. Yeah, he's running for the communist party, which threw me off. And it was when I was doing my pre-election... Uh, research because you do that because I do that, and they broke down every candidate, how old they are, what their day job is, and their vision for the province. And so you get to this one guy. His name was Andrew, and he's uh, running for the Communist Party. He's twenty years old. He's twenty years old, and he's a supervisor at Cineplex Odeon, a movie theater. Yes, he supervises people. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the movie theater in the riding. Yeah. Which is a large, I think it's actually the uh, busiest movie theater in this country. Yeah. And so, so I see this and I'm like, oh, neat. Like, I wonder if his coworkers, one, knew that he was running to be an MLA and two, that he was running for the communist party. I guarantee you they knew because he would probably constantly talk about oh, communist type stuff at work. True. But you know what? Finding out someone you work with is a member of a communist party or running uh, as a candidate for a communist party, it's like finding out a guy you work with is a swinger. And <laughs> it's a little off-putting at first. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you're sort of like, 
I would like to find out more about communism and I would like to find out more about swinging. Not that I want to be a communist or a swinger. I just find this interesting. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Live your own life. But yeah. it's not what I expect to see when I roll up to an elementary school to cast my ballot. Yeah. I'm not going, oh, the Communist Party. Of course they're here. They didn't have any signs in your neighborhood? No signs. He was also one of the ones on TV that did not submit a photograph. What? Which was shocking. It is always funny when you show up to the polling station, though, to vote, and you see, like, you're really only aware of maybe three or four of the names, and then you find, oh, there were other people running? Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. And then you see the results, and... Communist guy got 72 votes. In your neighborhood. In my riding. Yeah. And I mean, in that was dead last of the whole bunch, but still 72 people in my riding voted for the Communist Party? <laughs> for a guy that did no, he doesn't have a website, mm. he doesn't have a Facebook, he did nothing. I tried to look him up. Nothing. Huh. So who voted for this guy? I go to that movie theater where he works. <laughs> like, that's the one closest to my house. I'm going to be looking at everybody's name tag now. Are you Andrew? I'll be like... Can I speak to a supervisor, please? And hope that Andrew comes out from the back. I just couldn't imagine if someone came up to me and they're like, oh, hey, do you know Ben in promotion? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. He's running for the Communist Party. What? You would be confused. It's like you said, if you found out they were swingers, if you found out <laughs> someone you know really well is a polygamist. Yeah. And you're like, what? Somebody you know killed a guy in self-defense. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> It wouldn't make me like Ben any less. It would actually make me more interested in Ben. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they got a story to tell. I want to know how they got there. I want to see them show their work on how mm -hmm. they, they got to where they are. Yep. But, yeah, the Communist Party. And then... Communism isn't something you arrive at at 20 years old either. Isn't that usually something that comes once you've been beaten down a bit? I would think so. Huh. I would think, yeah, that's something for guys who... Only walk around with their neckties loosened. Yeah. Like they've they've had a hard day. I need to find out more about Andrew. <laughs> the, the one other thing, too, that I noticed from all of the election coverage I watched, too, is the two-handed handshake. Oh. oh, my God. They all do that. That one where they shake your hand, but then they grab your arm with the other hand. Mm -hmm. Like it's a power thing. It's like, okay, I got one hand in. I got one hand. Oh, I'm going two. Wouldn't that be odd? I'd never wish to be born with a birth defect. But to have a third arm, can you imagine the places you would go as a politician? Oh, you'd be unstoppable. Yeah. You'd be unstoppable. It is weird, the two-hand handshake. It seems kind of contrived. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Barry posts weird things on Facebook. Oh, it is so 2019 out there. Whew. It sure is. Yeah, we have someone we work with who went full blown 2019 the other day. Uh, didn't we have this? Is we're talking about Craig? He's one of our producers. Didn't we have him on the podcast one week? I can't remember what for. There was something else going on in his life, and I can't remember now. There's always weird little glimpses into Craig's life, and you're like, "What? He lives a weird life." He does, and part of the deal. So he works here. He has a full time job where he makes a grown man's salary. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's doing fine. Um, but he has a side hustle, as the kids say, where on weekends he would work for an energy drink company. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say which one. Monster. Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so he worked for this company, and the job he did was just to go around to various public events and hand out free monsters. Yeah. Which they drove a giant lifted, jacked up 4 by 4 Yeah. Everywhere they went. Yeah, and they were just to spread the name Monster and give people free samples and, yeah. you know, whatever. 
And so he had this job for a while. The main motivation for him is he drinks two of those a day. What? Like he's a freak. He drinks two a day. So it was kind of his supply. He weighs 105 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bean pole. Yeah. Lives off those and candy. But so that was his supply. That was his motivation. And so last week, apparently. It was, was like a, a conference call or something? A was, FaceTime meeting? They got a message being like, oh, hey, we're having a, a staff phone call at 4.30 in the afternoon on a weekday. So Craig, because he has this job here, is like, I can't do that. I'm working. And so he didn't get the phone call. Fast forward to later in the evening, and he starts getting all these messages from the group chat on Instagram of everyone he worked with, where they're all going like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss you all so much. Um, I'll miss you too. I love you. And he starts going, what? And then he found out in the Instagram group chat that they had all been fired. <laughs> Uh, Craig. So he Is lost. that how people are getting fired now? Oh, it's just funny because I think some of them found out over the phone mm -hmm. from a manager. Craig found out from other coworkers in an Instagram group chat Ugh. that he no longer had his side hustle. Wow. The, the closest I ever came to that, I remember years ago, I was working on a morning show on a radio station and the program director came to me one Friday. He's like, hey, man, you and I, let's go for lunch today. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's go for lunch, me and the boss man. And we get to uh, taco time. Ooh, classy. And we're standing there in line to order. And he's like, oh, man, I forgot my wallet. You're going to have to buy lunch. And at the time, I was just a young punk. I had no money. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, do I have enough money to buy lunch for me and my boss? And I did. I think I had 20 bucks or whatever it was. On a Friday, no money for the rest of the weekend now because I blew it on, you know, a soft super burrito for my boss and a Dr. Pepper. And we're halfway through our lunch and he's like, oh, by the way, we're taking you off the morning show. You're going back to nights. Like I got demoted in a taco time and had to buy lunch. Wow. I love the part that he made you pay. Oh. <laughs> it was his idea and he made you pay. That guy still works there, you know. For that the same company? Same company. He's still there. Wow. Yeah. How about you? Oh, I got fired. And you it was, got fired. <laughs> I just got demoted. I didn't get full on fired. I got fired and it was strange. I've only been fired once. Mm -hmm. And I was doing radio in small White Court, Alberta, Canada. Okay. And I was only a few months in. And they one guy walks me into a studio and he goes, well, I'm here to say goodbye. And I said, oh, where are you going? Oh. Oh, no. You're going. <laughs> like, they, I, I know I was completely blindsided by it, but I thought that was a weird way to start the conversation. It is. It's confusing. Like, we're here to say goodbye. It's like, yeah. Hmm? We're <laughs> now, <laughs> going on vacation? What are you doing? All the management books I've read, Bryce, is when you're letting somebody go, you got to be right up front. You got There can't be any question as to what's going on in that meeting. No. Yeah. It was very confusing. And then I got the walk of shame out the door. You didn't even get to collect your belongings? No. I had to do the thing where you came back after when oh. no one else was there. In case you were crying? In case I went postal on them. So they everybody went home for the day and then you got to go. What possibly could you have left behind? Like a pencil? At this point, I was 19. A couple at the of time. stickers, maybe? I had nothing. Yeah. I think I, I don't know what I, maybe, I think maybe I had some batteries. For something in there, and I'm like, I'm not giving them my batteries. You but, can't even get fired properly. It was the weirdest experience. And then fast forward a few years, and a guy that I worked with at the time who was there when I got the walk of shame, 
I ran into him at a house party and he went, oh yeah, they didn't mention anything about you getting fired. I thought you just went for coffee and never came back. They didn't even put up the little note that says they wish you well in your future endeavors. No. So I think there might be people in white court who still think that, oh, that Bryce guy just walked out of here and never came. Man, he gets a ton of vacation. Yeah. No, I was fired. (laughs) (laughs) 13 years ago. I'm still bitter too. I saw the guy who fired me at the the Eagles. Oh. I saw them at a a concert. Are you doing better than him? I think so. Yeah. I I just really, I doubt he would even know who I was, but I just wanted to go rub it in his face. Yeah. Because I was at an arena show. I think it was the Eagles. And I just really wanted to show him that I could buy the $10 beers and not fret about it. And hopefully be sitting one row in front of him. (laughs) One row better. Oh, that made me so mad. But it was weird. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. Oh, Bryce, back to the election thing again here. Oh, yeah. Election We're going to talk fever. more politics. Not really. But you actually had a brilliant idea the other day. And this is why I I think that maybe you should be running this country. Yeah. That I, idea was spectacular. I've been saying that for a long time. But here's what it is. So I bought a house a few months ago. I moved in, which was a pain. Moving sucks. But last weekend, my best girl, she moved in. So being the great guy that I am. You said, let me help you move. Like, I got your back. So I went and I helped her move, which again, sucked horribly. And I'm sitting there sweating, panting, just dying to catch my breath. Cursing the day you were born. Yeah, my body just failing me. And I'm thinking, why... Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, you're 32 years old. Aren't you done moving yourself? Yeah, this is the most miserable experience. No one's had a good time moving. No. Ever. It's always the worst day. And I started thinking, like, why am I doing this? This feels like a punishment. And so then I'm like, wait a minute. There's a bunch of guys in the prison on the other side of town who are just sitting there, hanging out, having a few laughs. Probably shooting some hoops in the yard and doing chin-ups on that steam pipe that runs through every cell. They're playing cards. Oh. They're furthering their education. They're getting ripped. And you're carrying your girlfriend's bookshelves. Yeah. I'm like, this makes no sense. So if I were running the country, I would take criminals, nonviolent criminals. Yeah, like white-collar stuff. White-collar Tax crime. evasion, maybe fraud. Yeah, maybe some identity theft. Yeah. I would... Make them, their punishment would not be to go spend time in a leisurely prison. It would be to, every Saturday and Sunday, you have to help people move. This is good. See, I can get behind this idea. But what if you own, like, a treadmill, a grand piano, a collection of vintage anvils? Yes. You see, the more the more egregious the crime, the more complex the move they have to be The heavier with. the lifting. Yeah. So if you just did a simple little crime, you're sentenced to one to two years of helping someone move out of a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, you might have to move a couch and a couple of Billy bookcases. Yeah, maybe a double-sized bed. But not a hide-a-bed. No, and not a king-size. No. So the hide-a-bed would be for people... I don't know, maybe you committed some fraud. Maybe you, maybe you built some seniors out of their life savings. Then you'd get the treadmill, the anvils, the grand piano, the hide a bed. Yeah, eight to ten years of moving treadmills. Yeah, if you've okay. Ever, like, <laughs> this that, is good. That is a punishment. And then people started poking holes in it being like, do you really want criminals seeing where you live and all your possessions? Yeah. If I it do. means I don't have to move a uh, queen-size mattress again, then great. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Kelly for president of everything. <laughs> I like this idea. They're sitting over there contributing nothing to society. We're over here sweating, falling out of the back of U-Hauls, dropping our dishes, doing everything. These guys should be doing that. Yeah. What about you? If you were running this country, we asked that question. If you were running this country, we had a guy text to call us and say that he would... Um, Oh, hang on. Do we have him? Oh, if I was around this country, I think I'd be getting every child in this country to be learning some Gordy Lightfoot on either guitar or uh, ukulele in their uh, education system. <laughs> what would you start them off with? Sundown? Maybe Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Fitzgerald there. Yeah, that's a, do you, you like that song, right? Because you kind of went mad. God, so do I. You know that song has no chorus, right? I have totally missed that. Yeah, it's all verses. Jeez. Like six that minutes of verses. I don't understand how Gordon Lightfoot sang that song. There's a lot of words in that song. Yeah, and just remember every single one of those words. Yeah, with no, like in the back of your mind, if you're singing a song, you're always like, okay, the chorus is coming up right away. I can get through that. But when there's no chorus, it's expert level. Yeah. If you were running this country, every kid would learn to play Gordon Lightfoot on a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they gotta appreciate that good old Canadian music. I like the way he thinks. I do like a bunch of nine-year-olds with ukulele banging out the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is a really depressing song. Yeah, I remember in guitar class learning to play Ode to Joy. Yeah, can you still play it? I think I can. No big deal. But imagine if you could play Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Imagine the good times around the campfire with that nugget. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to woo any honeys playing Ode to Joy. <laughs> no. But if you can play some Gordon Lightfoot, yeah. Yeah. Then you look a little impressive. I like that idea. That's a good one. That's what I'm talking about. Now I don't know who to vote for, Angus or Bryce. I also I have more ideas. Oh? If I ran things. Um, because I've noticed, I'm sure you have, because you have daughters who are in that age group. That, oh, I know where you're going with this. That kids now, when they get their driver's license, their first cars that they're driving now are nice cars. Yeah. And I hate that. I think that breeds entitlement and that when you get your driver's license, your first car until you're 20, let's just say your first three to four years of having a driver's license, you have to drive either a Pontiac Sunfire or a Chevy Cavalier. What about the Pontiac Aztec? The one, that's a crappy vehicle. Maybe that's another one you give to, you know, just a, a person who, instead of doing their jail time on weekends, they just drive the Aztec. That's their sentence? Yeah, that's your punishment. <laughs> wow. But for kids, your first car for the first three years after you get your license has to be a beater. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones with mismatched doors, the windows don't work. Yeah, no air conditioning. The defrost doesn't really work. The passenger seat is permanently reclined, so you can't even sit up straight if you want to. Yeah, only one speaker works. Yeah. You need to come from humble beginnings as a driver. So here's where we're at at my house. My daughters are 16, and they drive the car I bought for myself a year and a half ago. Yeah, How see, bad is that? That's not right. No, it's not right. They should be driving a car with a muffler that is pretty much fallen off. Yeah, I'm going home this weekend, and I'm going to take away their car. Brakes that squeal. A car that doesn't start when it's colder than minus 15. Does the Uncle Buck backfire? <laughs> Can it even shoot windshield washer fluid? Maybe. If it does, it shoots it right over the windshield and lands on the car behind you? <laughs> yes. We've all seen that guy. Man, maybe they need 
one of those Roxy stickers in the back window. Mm, yeah. Those are always cool. That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and a special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song. 